step into the world of advertising with FjorgeCast, predicting the most important trends in the advertising industry. Host Tim Barsness dishes on the latest developments within the advertising realm. Tune into the FjorgeCast to receive insider tips and advice from experts within the advertising industry. FjorgeCast is your first stop in hearing about the unique opportunities and challenges advertisers face today. Cranberry Radio is proud to present FjorgeCast with your host, Tim Barsness. Thanks for joining us on FjorgeCast. I'm Tim Barsness, founder of web and mobile development team Fjorge. And today on our show, we will, we will be talking with Brian Matamore about his innovative consulting agency, The Growth Engine. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Me as well. Can you tell us a little bit about The Growth Engine? Yeah, Growth Engine, we're an innovation agency. We're 17 years old. Uh, we help, uh, the, the short answer is we help companies come up with new stuff. Uh, it could be certainly new products and positioning, but also uh, promotions, activation ideas, uh, marketing strategies, even uh, new sales strategies, or, or, or we've even done, quote, creative cost-cutting. Essentially, any time a company is looking for a, a new idea and we'd like to think a big idea, um, we, might, we might be called. How do you get into the business of helping people come up with new stuff? <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, in my case, uh, I came from an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial household. My, my father started a large research firm, and so I had a love of ideas. And it, it was really just exploring um, how I could consult on, on, on coming up with ideas, because I, I thought that was the most fascinating part of business. And so I became an expert in uh, creative process, if you will, writing articles about it, interviewing experts. And initially, before we formed Growth Engine, I was an ideation expert. So I was uh, facilitating over 100 ideation or brainstorming sessions a year. Um, and then that ultimately led to uh, bigger projects when I, I took uh, Gary Partner, who was named uh, Marketer of the Year for Brand Week, Gary Fraser, my partner, uh, my business partner at, at Growth Engine, um, to, to do bigger consulting projects beyond just ideation. So when did you add Gary as a partner? Uh, that was 17 years ago. And, and before that, I was doing ideation sessions, facilitating those for oh, probably 15 years. So I guess I'm getting old now. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not counting. When you, <laughs> Good. <laughs> when, when you facilitate an ideation session, what does that look like? Well, a big part of that is, frankly, the prep for that. Um, you know, we, we did a session for, for Chips Ahoy Cookie to get very uh, sort of granular or, or specific. Um, and we went in there. We probably p- prepared several weeks for that one session. It was, it was a day and a half. We had outside experts in. We had consumers come in uh, to ideate with us. Uh, but, but our big prep was getting triggers uh, and this could be trend triggers. This could be um, menus from around the world. We did we searched databases at the New York uh, Public Library. They have uh, databases of menus from a hundred years ago, um, et cetera, et cetera. So we spend a tremendous amount of time getting the right, if you will, the right stimuli to trigger people's brains. That's uh, that's that's our 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 sort of state of the art approach to these things. We. Um, we believe strongly that to get new ideas, you want to be hooking on to, to other um, notions, other concepts, other brain triggers. So to, to uh, facilitate an ideation session, you really need to have you know, immense preparation. I, I think so. And then um, there's, 
you know, your listeners, I'm sure, have heard of brainstorming. Well, that's that's sort of old. It's been proven to not work particularly well. Uh, we have literally dozens of different ideation techniques we use to trigger different parts of the brain. It could be role plays. It could be questioning techniques. It could be wishing, fantasy techniques, um, idea hooks or metaphorical techniques. All of those uh, to prepare for the ideation session, besides the stimuli, uh, we have to figure out which ones we're going to use. And, and our contribution to the field has been par- in part um, inventing new techniques, but also uh, knowing which techniques will work best potentially against different challenges. Do you require that participants, excuse me, pr- participants prepare as well, or, or is the pre- preparation all done by you guys? Well, we used to do. We used to require that. You know, 20 years ago, we'd have briefing documents and get get them to think about things and bring things. We do. We still do some of that, but frankly, uh, people are so busy and crazed these days. Um, we we might say, you know, bring a new product idea for trying to invent new products, but that's we don't expect much from that. That's just really to have them thought about it. We might have them go do a store check, but those are, um, we try to make that very, very easy now because we recognize that people are, are just too busy to prepare the way they used to. How do you explain the value to a prospective client? Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, part of it is uh, methodologies. Uh, you know, I've written three books on these methodologies, so so clients, so we refer them often to my, my 200 base page brochures, as I call them, um, and they can see that we're, um, we're practicing this, this focused ideation process, if you will, to, so, so that we're not wasting people t- people's time, and yet we're getting ideas that, that um, are strategically viable and aligned. So it's not you know, crazy, fluffy, singing songs and holding hands and all that kind of crazy stuff. It, it's very hard work. It takes a lot of prep on our, our standpoint. And, and so one of our points of difference is this experience of having facilitated over 1,500 ideation sessions. Um, and we can talk more about innovation, if you will, ideation being just, just a, a small part of that, if you will. But, um, but knowing which techniques will work best uh, and therefore, um, you know, being more productive both in terms of the ideas generated and the time spent by our clients. Those are those are really our points of difference. And how do you know which ideas or which methods will work best? You know, it's it's part partly intuition. In the early years, we we felt, yeah, if it's new products, we think semantic intuition uh, or patent prompts will probably work better than than mind mapping or wishing. Um, and so it started intuitively, um, but but now after these uh, you know twenty to thirty years of experience, we we have empirical data, if you will, from all these ideation sessions to know which which techniques, frankly, have the greatest chance of success with a specific kind of challenge. You know, if, if it's a strategic challenge, for instance, we know we'll be doing things like questioning assumptions, framing the challenge. Um, you know, joint venture, those those kind of techniques uh, versus positioning. We'll be using techniques like you know headliner or uh, customer wish or wishing or role playing. So uh, the short answer is it's based on um, our experience and empirical uh, you know empirical evidence, if you will. Frankly, sure. Do people often come back for more after you've done a session with them? 
Well, we hope so. And, and actually, the session now, um, I mean, I used to just do sessions um, and, and some moderate some focus groups. But now the sessions are, a, 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 I don't want to say a smaller part, but they're, they're just a component of a bigger innovation project. And we're big believers in uh, qualitative research, um, not, not using focus groups to say, do you like this or that, but more to get insights. And so we, we spend, we, we go back, we iterate between ideation and, and qualitative work. And that could be, you know, in-home uh, ethnographies, that could be shop-alongs, that could be classic focus groups. It's, it's the combination of those two things that can really be so powerful when you're trying to um, get new insights, develop new concepts, and uh, ultimately, you know, create things that the consumer or customer really wants because you've, you've, you've worked so hard at, at getting to that point where you have a great insight that's translated well, ultimately, in terms of the program or idea or new product or whatever it is. Got it. What's the coolest thing you've done in your career? <laughs> the coolest thing I've done in my career? Well, you know, I, there, there are a lot of answers to that, but I, one of the, I can tell you one of the more fun things we did. We were asked by uh, Ben and Jerry's to help them uh, come up with uh, new, new products, and we were very successful with that. I won't tell all the new products we came up with. Many of them hit the market. But, but as part of that, they also asked us to do, uh, spend a half hour trying to name a new fudge and strawberry ice cream. And I said, well, a half hour? You guys have been working on this for three months. How can we get this done in a half hour? They said, that's all we have. And, and so I said, okay, I'll try to figure something out. So, of course, we flew up to, to Vermont um, as part of the session. They brought in all their flavors. We're tasting these things while we're ideating. By the afternoon, I'm entering sugar shock, of course. But, um, but it was really fun. And, and what was so cool about it was we did succeed in uh, generating the name for this new strawberry and fudge ice cream. In, in a half an hour. Yeah. The, the way we did it was, you know, in brainstorming, you'd say, who's got some ideas? Who's got some more ideas? Well, that's crazy. You need stimulus. I thought um, a lo- long and hard about what, about what that stimulus could be because we only had one shot at it, right? And what I realized um, was that Ben & Jerry's was really anti-authoritarian, right, in the, in the products they create and market and their stance on the world. And so I said, well, what are anti-authoritarian triggers? Uh, long story short, I realized that um, slang would probably be a good way to trigger some ideas. So I got a bunch of slang dictionaries, cut them up into pieces, uh, distributed those with the group, and ultimately that led to the na- name Snafu, Strawberries Naturally All Fudged Up. And that, um, that was the name, and it was marketed, and, and for a number of years it did, did very, very well as a flavor for them. Nice. Love it. We need to take a break, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more with Brian about how ideation plays into innovation. Don't go away. Georgecast with Tim Barsness. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, 
So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Browse through our complete library of programs at cranberry.fm or on demand through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Google Play. Don't worry, you can still access all of our great webmasterradio.fm programs at cranberry.fm. Refresh your bookmarks today to Cranberry Radio at cranberry.fm. Content for your ears and everything in between. Cranberry.fm. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjorgeCast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjorgeCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and we are here with Brian of Innovative Consulting Agency, The Growth Engine. Brian, can you tell us a little bit about how ideation plays into innovation? Yeah, um, ideation is, of course, uh, uh, an essential component of innovation. If you're innovating things, hopefully you have, if you will, a great idea, right? Uh, something that you're you're willing to spend uh, money and resources uh, sort of um, vetting and developing and, and, and testing with consumers. Uh, c- certainly new products, but also activation ideas, promotion ideas, PR ideas, etc., so, um, as I said before, we spent a lot of the time on the research going um, back and forth with uh, back and forth with uh, different uh, customers and consumers trying to get the proposition right. And we feel, uh, by the way, and, and to do that, and I'll speak about new products now, um, we create ugly prototypes. And you may say, well, what, what are you talking about? I remember we were doing a project for Dr. Scholl's new inserts, and uh, they, you know, they have the capacity. They're a great organization. They're now owned by Merck, but they had the capacity to, you know, do 3D printing of these things. And we said, no, 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 we don't want that. We want, we want to make cardboard samples with tape, and uh, you know, very much breadboard, look like they're handmade, which of course they were. So why did we do that when we could have had very sophisticated prototypes? Well, the reason is consumers, when they see sophisticated prototypes, tend not to want to you know, trash it or tell you the truth. They'll say, I think it should be blue versus yellow. You know, change the color. Well, that doesn't help you. Whereas if you have an ugly prototype, they're willing to say, oh, well, you know, you should extend the length of that, and I, I'm afraid my feet would get hot with the, the shape of that. Well, how would you change it? So in that sense, we're, we're, we're enlisting consumers in the early stages in being our partners in uh, the creation of some of these things. Because they're less afraid to insult you? Yes, well, because they they don't see it as a finished uh, fait accompli. They see this this sort of you know ugly prototype in this case, and say, well, they, they realize that they they can improve that because it doesn't look great, right? So it it encourages them to, if you will, tell the truth about what they really think, and even come up with suggestions for improving this uh, this ugly duckling. Got it. What are some common myths about uh, brainstorming or ideation? Well, one myth is that brainstorming kind of works. 
<laughs> you know, it, it really doesn't. Um, you know, it's the, the basic principles of... Uh, th- now, this is brainstorming is defied, defined by a specific technique invented by Alex Osborne, the O of BBD&O. Can you, uh, uh, want, can you yeah. compare brainstorming ideation? Well, yeah, brainstorming is essentially coming up with a lot of ideas and withholding judgment. Ideation uses specific techniques that are, tend to be stimuli-rich that can trigger the brain. So, you know, in a brainstorming session, you say, who's got some ideas, who's got some more ideas? Well, that really doesn't work in these times. Uh, uh, you know, we did work with Oreo cookies. Those, those cookies have been around for 100 years. If I went in there and said, who's got some ideas, who's got some more ideas, they'd throw me out of the room, as well they should. And so ideation is about triggering the brain in different ways with visual stimuli, um, f- fantastical stimuli, role-playing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so so back, to, yeah. back to myths. What are some myths about ideation? Um, well, uh, so let's see. What are some other myths about ideation? Uh, I think another one is that you have to spend all day doing it. You don't. You could uh, do some of these techniques, you know, and I've, talk a lot about them in, in, in the book, different techniques. Um, you, uh, you could, you know, you invite some, your, your coworkers, uh, and, 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 and do, you know, the worst idea technique over pizza, you know, so you only have to spend a half hour, 40 minutes, and you could come up with some, some really good ideas. Um, so that would be a myth that you have to spend all day doing this. You can break it up into pieces. Although, you know, our ideation sessions tend to be you know, two-thirds of a day to sometimes two days. But but if you're leading a team, you can take some of these techniques and use them um, and, 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 you know, and get some ideas, as we did with Ben and Jerry's in a half hour. You mentioned uh, the worst idea technique. Can you tell me a little more about that? Yeah, that one's really fun. Uh, instead of coming up with good ideas, you come up with bad ideas intentionally. And then, then you either do the opposite of the ba- that bad idea or you say, as bad as it is, is there something I could use in here to turn into a good idea? Um, a version of this, and we're inventing new techniques all the time. You know, patent prompts is a technique we invented using metaphorical triggers by searching patents in the U.S. database and using team, using engineering teams and triggering those. Uh, the, but what what we did with the worst idea, and we've we've actually for a large. Um, Information company, we a multi-million-dollar database service came out of that because their worst idea was give away give away the service, you know, give away the information, um, and we realized that if we adapted that and say, well, let's give only pieces of the information away, it could be a huge uh, business development tool, which it, which it was, and it became hugely successful for them. But one one other version of worst idea, if you have HR people that are sensitive to coming up with bad ideas, um, and and you know that it can get dicey because as you push push it to make it gross or stupid or you know um, sexually inappropriate and on and on and on, which is where worst ideas can go. You know, some people in the room may get may get uncomfortable, and then then it's um, dependent on the facilitator to handle that. Um, but we were we were doing some work for the ASPCA, and and uh, so instead of worst idea, you know, where you you know you could do bad things to to dogs, we we came up with well, let's change that technique uh, to quote silly ideas, and that that became a a really great technique, and we we only did this a year ago, so it's really fun to 
to sort of always be inventing new techniques and, and frankly, new innovation methodologies as well uh, to trigger people's uh, ideas. In the case of the ASPCA, one of the silly ideas was to invent or, or to uh, dress up the dogs, um, you know, for Halloween and parade them in the uh, you know, in, in Greenwich Village uh, Halloween Parade. And, 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 and that's um, an idea that was done very successfully. Another was to have people virtually adopt uh, dogs and, and, and watch them through video cameras, which was also successful because people got to see these dogs and then realized that they might want to adopt them. So those are a bunch of, of, of I mean, there are dozens and dozens of these different techniques. And I have a strong bias that um, digital agencies, ad agencies, I mean, we've done creativity training with, with um, you know, the large ad agencies, digital agencies, to, to help their people get more and better ideas. And this includes the creatives who initially, you know, hate us, but then, but then after we show them some of these techniques, um, they really appreciate it because it helps them do their job better. It's, they're, they're fantastic when you're, you know, you're kind of stuck and, um, you know, you need that next idea and you can't think of anything. Well, that's when you often can use these, uh, these techniques successfully. If I were an agency and I paid for creativity training, what would, what would I get? Well, you'd get a toolkit. Uh, one thing you'd get is a toolkit of techniques. So, you know, probably we, we just did some, uh, quote, early in career with millennials with a Fortune 500 last week. We spent a couple of days training them. Uh, we trained in them, them in about 15 different techniques. Uh, some were group, some were individual. And um, we did what's called action learning. So we, we had them bring in real-world challenges to learn these techniques um, LVMH is a longtime client, and, and whenever um, those folks come into this two-day training, they have submitted to us real-world challenges before they get there. And so we take those challenges, match them up with the techniques. So the deliverable or the extra benefit here is not only do, do they learn a toolkit of techniques that they can use throughout their career, and by the way, I've had people tell me this has changed their life because they knew that they could use it not only for business but also for, for their personal lives. Um, but they'll also get, besides that toolkit of techniques, they'll also get some often great ideas because we're, again, we're practicing action learning. And, you know, if you're launching a new store in Dallas or you want to figure out a way to logistic, logistically get your Mark Jacobs bags here quicker or whatever it is, whatever your creative challenge is, um, we will link that with a technique. So uh, they get the technique and they get ideas. So it's, we, we, we think of it as a BOGO, you know. Uh, nice. <laughs> How does your group come up with new uh, techniques, techniques or methodologies? Well, I thank you for that question. Sometimes, uh, I, I would say in most cases, it's because of the, the, uh, our client's challenge. You know, um, we had a challenge, how do we sell more life insurance to Catholics from a company called Catholic Knights Insurance Company? Well, the, the technique we, that we used there was problem redefinition technique. Or we have a technique called trigger brainwalking. We invented that, uh, which is kind of like idea volleyball. We were uh, working to, to, um, to position Trident and Dentine gums, and, and it was a version, an extension of a technique called brain writing. And we invented that just because we, we felt um, it would be a low-energy part of the day, and we wanted people to be up out of their seats, and we got the idea to do 
um, this this uh, triggered brainwalk technique. And I, and I tell you, one of the we have we've talked a lot about ideation techniques, but but I guess now my greatest challenge and joy, if you will, is inventing new, uh, if you will, innovation methodologies and new strategy approaches. So so one of those would be. Um, this this you you probably have heard of wargaming and scenario planning uh this has been around for you know forever or or since the the book the art of the long view um we realized and we've done a lot of wargaming sessions over the years for our clients obviously with the strategy people often with the chairman of the company even large fortune 500 companies to figure out new strategies. Well, we realize that the biggest threats in these times are not, you know, the known or classic competitors. And so we've created a, uh, an approach called disruptive wargaming. And so we did a session for a large uh, vision care insurance company, and uh, they role-played not only the direct competitors, but they also we had them role-play uh, Amazon, Google, and Walmart because we felt if those guys entered uh, the insurance business, they they could have you know a very dif- difficult time, and so um, that's one example of of a innovation methodology, if you will, um, that we created uh, that that we're you know we we now offer as as part of our services. Another one is uh, global virtual ideation. You know, we did a, a session with a large. Uh, or a project, frankly, with a large um, pharmaceutical company who wanted to get, uh, you know, I- uh, ideas from all their 18 offices worldwide, and so we figured out how to do quote global virtual ideation, which was which was also very successful. Frankly, I was surprised it was as, as successful as it was because it was all done remotely and virtually. Perfect. We need to take a break, but when we come back, we will be talk about what Brian calls solving impossible problems and the advertising Cold War. Don't go away. Fjordcast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero. 
and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with George Cast only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsis, and I'm here with Brian Matamore of The Growth Engine. Our first article today is written by Brian, titled Solving Impossible Problems um, in the Winter 2017 issue of The Art of Magazine. Um, Brian, your article calls out a method of breaking through preconceived notions and self-imposed creative limitations uh, by questioning assumptions. Why is the questioning assumptions method so effective? Yeah, that is a great question. Uh, there are a couple reasons it's so effective. Um, you know, we all, uh, because of our minds work in, in, in patterns, if you will, we get into useful patterns, frankly. You know, to deal with the world, we, uh, habits are great, and habits work, and they, they make life easier and quicker and faster and better in a lot of cases. They, they, sort, of sh- they sort of short-list or shorthand or make it easy to, to, to survive here in the world. But when it comes to creativity, um, those assumptions, frankly, can get in the way and, and, uh, of, of new ideas. And so the questioning assumptions technique is a, huge, a hugely important technique when we help companies do strategy work or, or even new products. Uh, certainly for new business models, you assume that we do things in a certain way, distribute our products and services in a certain way to a specific target audience, all those assumptions um, can can get in the way of, of breakthrough thinking. Um, so, um, just so our audience can get a picture of what the methodology looks like, can you give an example of how questioning assumptions has worked for you in the past? Sure, um, a couple ones. I'll, I'll, I'll share one quick one from from my. Uh, co-founder here at Growth Engine, Gary Fraser, when he was leading the uh, oral care team at Unilever, um, you know, they were against Crest and Colgate, and they had AIM, Pepsodent, and Close-Up sort of also ran brands. And um, they ultimately questioned the assumptions that, uh, they questioned a lot of assumptions, actually dozens of assumptions, but one of them was that toothpaste had to come in a tube. And so they wound up creating Mentadent toothpaste, which was, you know, putting baking soda and peroxide, which, by the way, was a, you know, turn of the century turn of the century kitchen remedy um very very inexpensive but effective for getting oxygen um and for the health of the gums so they they created um you know mented and toothpaste and that became uh, um with their brushes and mouthwash a 250 million dollar brand and they did that by questioning the assumptions in the category which they had to because frankly crest and colgate added you know owned the category so if you're ever in a situation where you're sort of the third 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 uh, person on the list there, your company is sort of not the leader. One of the ways to succeed is to question the assumptions in the industry itself. Were they over to, able to overtake the other brands, um, or did the other brands eventually cu- catch up? Well, what happened was they got to like a 15 share, which was huge. Um, and then ultimately, um, the, the, the brand was sold to Church and Dwight, and Church and Dwight uh, hasn't done much with it. So unfortunately, I know Gary's uh, child here is, 
is is not being uh, supported in the way he liked. You can still get it online. You can still get it in. Uh, it's in a few facings, but it's a fantastic product that's now hard to find just because it hasn't been supported. So the the short answer is yes. Colgate and Crest came back and 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 took it over when it wasn't supported. Got it. Our second article uh, is from Ad Age, titled "The Advertising Cold War: Five Things to Watch," um, and it lists the following areas. Uh, first, the lean standard, Google versus ad blocking, uh, YouTube's impact, the rise of messaging, and contextual relevance. Um, Brian, being that your company is focused on innovation, what avenues do you believe agencies can take to get a leg up in this Cold War? Uh, well, we only have a few minutes left. I could talk about this for a long time. But I, I guess the one thing I would say is that um, – you know, context is, is extremely important, and it has been for a long, long time. And I think if uh, those in the digital media, but certainly, you know, conventional advertising, uh, you know, it, it's important to think about not only to whom you're talking, obviously, but when you're talking them, to them, how you're reaching them, uh, how you're promoting to, to them, what state of mind they're in, um, where they are psychologically, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so, um, you know, there's a, it, 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 when I read that article, it made me think of, um, you know, a campaign from 80 years ago. So it's not like this is old news, um, isn't old news, is new news. I mean, there, you know, when Campbell's Soup was trying to in, increase their sales, uh, a smart guy in their media department said, well, maybe we should create a, ads that run on soap operas just before lunch. And they created the jingle, um, you know, Lunch always tastes better when you remember the soup. When you remember the soup, and and so that was a huge uh, successful campaign because people would forget to serve soup at lunch, and so that's a good good example about being creative about the context, the environment, um, uh, and and incorporating that into your your strategic thinking. Another way to think of it is the who, what, when, where, how, and why to make sure you consider all of those when you're creating your campaigns. If you have just one of those off, it, the message starts to kind of feel out of place and easily gets lost. It sure does. Um, you know, uh, I you know I was thinking the other day that if if I were if I you know I mean this is an obvious idea, but if you're in the business of sleep aids, you would think you'd be buying uh, space at two in the morning, right? Very inexpensive space, um, and yet you know the people that are up. <laughs> people that I would assume need sleep aids. Right, right exactly. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 